Welcome to Cosmic Channels. Open minds on cosmic lines. The show streams live Sundays at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time on YouTube and Twitch. Tune in then for your chance to share your tale or your theories. The number is 1-833-703-0424. The Cosmic Channels are open. Boom, we're live. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year, everyone, for the first Cosmic Channels of 2021. Good riddance, 2020. On to the next one. Yeah. Hope for the best. All right. I think yes. uh, someone's already on the line. They I answered by accident before, before the show started. They've been on the line for a while. So <laughs> we're off to a good start. Is Great start. Saying. Yeah, right away. Things are going smooth. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hi, Greg. Can you guys hear me now? Yep. yep. Oh, hi. Well, uh, my name's Jose. I'm from California. Uh, I'm driving into work right now, and when I uh, I was calling because I wanted to talk to you guys about like a UFO sighting that I actually saw last year. Sounds uh, good, man. But I, I guess I'll just uh, I'll get started. I was I was at work. Um, I'm a security guard. But uh, my a coworker was coming in through the front gate, so I was like letting him in. And but it, it was night time already, so it was, I mean it was dark already. So it was um, about six, it was like six forty-five at night. And uh, uh, like as I'm letting my coworker in through the gate, I kind of like look up, and um, it's it's kind of like a rural setting where we work at. It's actually a huge wheat farm. So, no. um, nice. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but we're like kind of out of the mountains. And like, if you look like over the gate, you can you get a really good view of like the stars. So as my coworkers coming in, like I kind of look up and I see these. Uh, there's about nine lights uh, moving in the sky from it was like left to right, left to right. So like I, I let them in through the gate and I kind of start freaking out because like I don't know I, I had no idea what it was and. Uh, like I tell him, I'm like telling him to get out of his car. I'm like, dude, you like, I'm like, here, come out, come out, and look up. And like I pointed it out, he noticed it too. So we we're kind of freaking out, and um, like I was trying to get a video of the lights, but like my my phone camera didn't really catch him too well. And you can only really see him for like a split second, like moving across the sky. But you have to watch the video like in slow motion. Um, right. I just, it's kind of, it's kind of, yeah, it's like kind of what got me into UFOs to begin with. But, uh, like, after seeing that, I was just trying to figure out what it was. But I know you guys, I don't know if you guys have questions about it, or I kind of just jumped it, like, right off the bat into it. So you're driving to work, you see, you, see these, you see these UFOs, what time of day was it? Oh, uh, it was about 6.45 p.m., and I was already at work. So I, I was letting my coworker in through the gate, and I just uh, okay. happened to look up, and I saw the lights moving from, yeah, my bad. Now, what kind of lights are we talking here? Honestly, like they looked like not like stars, like they looked more definitive than stars. Um, but like they were, I, I don't, I guess I could say bigger, like they were brighter than your average star and like, like bigger. And like you could see them, and like there was like nine of them, and they were taking up like a huge chunk of sky almost. But like uh, they started moving from left to right, and like as they started like going more to the right, I guess, west, they were moving from east to west. 
and uh, like when they got closer to like the ocean, I guess you would say, or over the ocean, like guessing that's approximately, I mean, they were probably already over the ocean. But when they got like closer to the west, like they started kind of disappearing one by one. And like me and my coworker both saw them like disappear, like kind of disappearing one by one. So like by the time I took the, like, the video, I think there was only like five left. And yeah, you can kind of hear us like, oh, I think there's only like four or five now. And then like, he's like, yeah, there, but there were more. So we were both kind of freaking out for like a good hour. Did they have a, a color to them, or are they multicolored? Or oh no, so they were they kind of seemed white. Like they seemed like they were just white, and uh, like they didn't really change colors or anything. And they were, they did only move in one direction, but like towards the end, it kind of looked like they were going up a little bit. Like kind of at an angle. Oh, cool. Like, but no, so no sound. Did you get like a, a so? No real craft shape, just like a glowing, glowing orbs, like a bunch of them, nine of them, you said. Yeah, just like kind of, yeah, like glowing, like glowing orbs, like um, kind of like in a slanted, like angled formation, like going across the sky. Oh, that's cool. But uh, they seem kind of, they seem kind of like, I don't know, far away, but you can see them like still. Right. It's kind of hard to explain. What gave you the impression that they, you know, why did you think these were these lights were out of the ordinary? Um, that like why weren't they just airplanes or something? What was odd about them? Uh, I think just because it seemed like they were too far. Just it was the way they kind of like disappeared at the end. And then like I think when I initially saw them, like you, you could like when I saw like how big of a chunk of the sky they were taking up, like they just it looked it just didn't look like your average plane like flying far away, you know. And like we have a we have a huge air force base in the area. Yep. It's uh it's Vandenberg Air Force Base, but um uh, it could have been something related to them. But like I was like looking for like launches and stuff, and like they, they usually tell us to, like tell people when there's launches or like you know when they're happening. But obviously it's an air force base, so we don't know everything going on. But, right, but you can hear like 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 especially jet aircraft. You can hear even when they're like a far away. You can hear like a jet like pretty audible usually oh, yeah. we, unless we they're didn't really hear. far so if there was no sound yeah, yeah we didn't hear anything but uh, <laughs> i think it's just like the way like how bright they were and then like how they disappeared at the end because they kind of like dangled like up right so they didn't didn't they didn't look yeah. like a like craft they were, they were, they were like they didn't look like the lights didn't look like any type of aircraft like more of like a glowing orb ufo that you hear about yeah that's cool. And it just seemed like, because it seemed like, you know, it seemed like they were moving together. Like, yeah, like a formation. And then, like, one by one, yeah, then, like, one by one, they started kind of disappearing. And, like, like they angled, like, it made, like, a kind of, like, a J almost, like, up. Huh. You know, like, they were at an angle, and then it goes, like, they went up. That's cool. Hmm. It, like, Southern California is a UFO hotspot, and a lot of people claim, like, they almost see them seem to be emerging from the ocean and stuff. Like, the, maybe there was, like, a... Like a Un, like a submerged base like a lot of theories go that way so if you're kind of in that area like there's tons of sightings yeah. tons of sightings down there so that's cool yeah it's, it's, it's kind of like kind of what got me into ATT I started I like started binge listening to all your guys podcasts and learned a lot but awesome man uh, my brother was, yeah I just wanted to share that sorry your brother what oh no I was just saying my brother was he, he was he, he started listening to you guys first and then he got me hooked on it I'll tell your brother cheers. Thanks for that. We appreciate the support. Hey, thanks thanks for calling and telling your story. We're going to keep yeah. the keep the lines flowing tonight, but we appreciate it. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. 
Talk to you again. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, have a good night. Bye. You too, man. Interesting J formation. That's a yeah. you don't hear that. You hear the V, but like a J. Interesting that they just disappeared. I wonder. You know, I mean, could it be something explainable because it's so far off in the distance? Possibly, but well, six six forty five. What six forty five? California is is probably starting to get starting to depending the depending the time of year. Yeah, but it doesn't change that far south. It doesn't change drastically throughout the year. Yeah, like Maybe here, like, like so. here, here. Yeah, you get from like seven hours to twenty hours of light sometimes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's a cool one. All right, yeah. Someone asked in the chat, uh, talking about UFOs. Always talking about UFOs, but any topic besides dreams or the dream police will have to come out, put the hammer down. <laughs> Other than that, for tonight, anything's fair game. We have another caller on the line. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello. Oh, sorry. No, we got How you. Are you all? We got you. Um, sorry, I don't know what the topic is this week, but I've got like a possession or like abduction story. That fits. Cool. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah. no let's hear no, it. No topic. Any anything <laughs> like that's perfect. So let's hear it. So, um, this happened to me actually. I know it kind of sounds like bullshit, but uh, my name's Owen. I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, and I'm 18. But uh, thanks, Owen. Um, during quarantine, um, I'm a musician, so I was taking Skype lessons. Um, sorry, I'm at work, so I'm kind of out of breath. <laughs> but uh, uh, no worries. Um, I got done with a lesson one time, and uh, my girlfriend lives across town. And normally after I get off my lesson, she'll come over and meet me in a parking lot near my house and we'll go and eat. And, uh, one time, um, it's about a 15 minute drive to my house from hers. And I got out of my lesson and told her, you know, to head over. And I kind of had that feeling of like, when you wake up from a deep sleep and nothing feels like real. And, uh, I got up and did a few things in my room. She called me and was like crying and I was really confused. And, uh, she said that it, she had been sitting in the parking lot for like almost an hour waiting for me. And it felt like it had been like 15 minutes. And she said on like the third or fourth call that I answered the phone and there was like weird noise in the background. And, um, that I said hello in like a voice deeper than I can do. And then that I just hung up. But like, Ugh. it felt like it had been like 15 minutes since I called her and she had been sitting there for an hour. So I have no clue what the fuck happened. Missing time. Um, yeah, like I don't remember having any missing time and I don't have any disorders that would make me just like break from reality or anything like that so i don't really know what happened i was kind of wondering what you all thought oh the missing time is a common trait in any type of like event like that but i don't know i mean yeah yeah it's uh it's scary especially you answer the phone i mean i i've talked in my sleep before like coming out of deep sleep and have been told like do you remember saying this or doing that like you were super weird and i'm like no i don't remember because i was like in a state of like pre-consciousness of like coming out of sleep, yeah. but not for like an hour and, you know, freaking out spouses and stuff like that. That's a little different. 
Yeah, that's the thing. It's just, like, really weird because, like, I know if you have missing time, like, you kind of have a feeling that, like, something was wrong. But, like, I remember pretty much everything I did. Like, I had that weird feeling, but it wasn't, like, super strange at the time. And there's not really any way that she could have, like, called the wrong number because, you know, she called me from her contacts. And, like, my call log in my phone shows that she's not lying. Have you, and you've never had like seizures or anything like that? You've never had any disorders? No, I mean, lines? I was a dumbass and yeah, I was a dumbass and knocked myself out one time like a year ago and had a seizure, but nothing like this. I don't talk in my sleep, sleepwalk, nothing like that. You never had any like significant bleeding in your brain or anything like that? Because like the, the, that foggy no. period you talk about kind of sounds a little bit like a postictal period, which follows after a, a seizure. And like that could definitely equate for the missing time. Like it, it, it's just a, you know, it depends on the person, but they last, they can last anywhere from like 10 to 15 minutes to an hour. And it's a situation where you're completely confused and you don't know where you are and you could have answered your phone. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like I knocked myself out and did that like almost two years ago. And this event happened like three or four months ago. And other than that, nothing like this has ever happened. Right. So it's just like kind of unexplainable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no scarring or nothing like that. You know, weird bruising mm -hmm. or something after that period. No, it was just kind of like I was doing my normal thing, kind of messing around on my computer. And then I uh, felt my phone ring in my pocket and I picked it up and she was crying. I was like, what the hell's happening? But nothing else. No, like. No UFO or anything that you've seen previous or no, no, around no. the time. And like I have a cat and it didn't act like anything was wrong. So I really don't know what happened, but yeah, it was but really weird. Yeah, but everyone knows cats don't give a fuck about you. No, you could, have, you could be dead and your cat yeah. will start eating your nose. Like, <laughs> it's it, true. It doesn't give a shit. <laughs> it's true. It's fucked. Huh, man. That's a, that, is, that is a crazy tale. Definitely weird. It's bizarre. Yeah. What uh, What is your th take on the event? What's your theory? What? Because you've been, obviously it's affected you enough that it, it keeps coming back to you. So what do you think? Um, my girlfriend has had a lot of uh, weird paranormal experiences. Like I know it sounds like bullshit, but her third eye is all the way open because she was like raised around that stuff, and I 100% believe it now. Okay. And. She thinks that it was a little possession, and I kind of believe it too. I wonder, like, yeah. and is there anything that makes you feel like what gives her the indication, other than like the strange voice, that it was a, that you were possessed? Is my question. I don't know. It's just like it was really out of character. Because, like, other than like the fact that the voice could not have been mine, even though it was on my phone the missing time and everything and she said before like it like it sounds really stupid and like i'm bullshitting or she is but like no she's told me before that she's seen people in my house like um for example she said that one time she saw a boy in my house who had a purple face like he had um suffocated and i didn't really believe her and then I showed, or we walked into my pet boss house one time and she saw a picture 
of my dad's uncle on the wall and she was like oh and that's the fucking dude and i was like no way because he died of carbon monoxide poisoning and suffocated in his car so there's just a lot of things like that and she had no idea about it before right no there is i mean there is people that seem to be more susceptible to whatever type of phenomenon that is so I, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's it's creepy. Yeah, as a, as a one like a one-off event of it happening, it is weird. If, if this was something that like started happening to you more and more, as Andrew said, it could be like you could go medical. But if it, if it just happened once and it's never really happened again, then just a one-off, unexplained, strange event. Yeah, like we've had weird stuff happen, but nothing like this. So it's still a cool little story. Yeah, it's a great it's a great story. It's we we, we appreciate creepy. you calling in. If uh if it happens again or it keeps happening, call the Ghostbusters. Hey, sweet. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, it depends on the seriousness of the possession or the mm-hmm. haunting. Yeah, I got you. Gotcha. All right, man. Thanks. We appreciate it. Hey, you all have a good one. You too. You too, man. Bye. Take care. It's uh you know, it more lines up with abduction than paranormal though. Yeah, it's just like there's no like there was no craft before or anything. So, I, but it would it would make if aliens were taking people, it would make more sense they would come without being detected. You know, yeah. In my opinion, like they would they wouldn't have a glowing light and like they come down, they take you, wipe your memory, put you back or whatever, whatever they do. So, huh, it's, it's a cool. We haven't had a lot of uh of stories like that. That's one. That's one of the oh, one, of, one of the few. It's good. I liked one. it. Uh, someone just hung up. Call back. <laughs> Don't be scared. No judgment here. We're just, we're interested in all the weird stories. All, all right. your stories. All of them. There's only one way to find out if, you know, maybe by telling your story, you someone will listen who has a similar. You can start putting pieces of this puzzle together. Yep. All right. We have uh, another caller. What's up, boys? Hello. What's Cosm- going on? Cosmic Channels. What's happening? Hey, what's up? I'm Mike from South Carolina. I got a, I got a good uh, UFO story for you boys. Let's Love hear it. it. So I uh, I grew up in Pasadena, California, near the Rose Bowl. Okay. And uh, we didn't really live in the neighborhood, um, but there was a uh, private pool that we joined. Uh, so us kids could go play at the pool. The pool was called Garish Pool. It's G-E-R-R-I-S-H, and it's kind of in the foothills of the mountains. And uh, and since it's like a private club, it doesn't require any like lifeguards or anything. Pretty much is run by the community or whatever, all the members. And uh, I remember the, everything very specifically. So it was July 3rd, 1995. And um, I remember this because it was all the adults were doing this pre-July 4th cook-off. And they had this big, long, Olympic-sized pool. All the adults are over off to the side. And it's one of these big, tall, 30-foot fences that were, they're behind. And if you guys have ever seen fences where they're covered by that like black tarp or whatever, so they're way off to yeah. the side. And, uh, and so um, me and my friend are doing what little kids do where we, we try to swim from one end of the pool to the other, holding our breath the whole time. And so I, I make it to the other side and I put my feet, my friend's still swimming underwater towards me. My feet are over the edge, kind of facing my friend, and I'm wiping my eyes with both my hands. And all of a sudden I hear this kind of wet mechanical type sound, almost the best thing i can liken it to is uh if you guys know like when your washer's finally getting done those final death rows of your <laughs> of your washing machine it yep. is kind of what it sounded like and so i'm wiping my eyes as i hear this 
and I look up and probably 25 feet above my head is this um, silver metallic, um, it looked like two silver metallic plates on top of each other, probably 25 meters in diameter. And it was slowly spinning and moving forward. And it was right above my head as, as I kind of heard the sound and looked up, still slightly moving forward. And as it moves a little bit more forward, I can see in the middle of it had these blue windows and the, in, in between like two plates, two metallic plates. And I'd never really heard a UFO described this way, but the, the bright blue light that was shining out of these windows, it was the middle of the day, but you could still see this light shining out. You couldn't look into the windows and see anything, um, but I just, I just remember how unique that was, that it was, even though it was the middle of the day, the light shone out of the windows, like very physically. It, it's, 25, it's 25 feet above my head. And, uh, and me and my friend were the only ones in the pool. And my friend was popping up out of the water. Uh, my jaw was completely dropped, and his name was Chris. And so I, he's popping up out of the water, and he's wiping his eyes. And it, I'm still looking at it, but when, when he pops up, I point at him, and I go, Chris. And then as I point up, this thing makes no sound whatsoever, and it, it dips right over the mountains that we were kind of in the foothills, but it pro I could see its path, but it didn't leave a streak or anything. And so it probably took a quarter to like a half a second. Oh shit. What the fuck? Oh, you guys still there? We're still oh, here. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, all right, cool, cool, cool. So it, it dipped over the mountains. It probably went 50 to a hundred miles in like a quarter to a half a second, but I could see its path. Like it didn't just disappear. And it it it's only started moving right when I pointed at it, and uh, and my friend was popping up out of the water, and I was trying to bring his attention to it. And uh, I don't want to try to feel self-important, like it stopped over me or something. But and, and I remember I was nine years old. I remember not wanting to go the rest of my life thinking, you know, with a fuzzy memory, thinking like, oh, that might have been a dream I had when I was young or something. So I made sure, you know, little nine-year-old kid that sees something like that. I would not shut the fuck up about it for the rest of the day <laughs> to everyone I saw. And I made sure when I went home that night that I wrote down every detail so I wouldn't forget anything about it. Smart. Um, so kind of kind of a follow-on a little bit to that. Um, years later, I was at a Renaissance Fair. I know you guys are talking about one of your last episodes. You <laughs> want to go to one. They're fucking awesome. Highly recommend it. Um, but but you know, I was talking to this very interesting person at the, at the fair. He was talking about uh, an experience that he had where his wife was kind of taken in front of him. Um, and it happened oh, kind of like as there was like a UFO like above their house. And I remember him, when I told him my story, he goes, oh, it hovered over you? Oh, it, yeah, it probably took you, bro. Uh, and like when he said that to me, like just chills went down my spine because – to me, it didn't feel like any time had passed. Like it was all in real time. But if these things are really advanced, you know, and they have some kind of control of time, then they could take you, do whatever, bring you back into your body at the very time, so that it doesn't feel like any time had left. Yep. So that's, that's that missing time. That, that was really creepy. Phenomenon that when happens. I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was ever since then. You know, I've always tried to consume everything I could about aliens. And in uh, UFOs in general, but can can you just explain just the craft again? What did the craft look like? Yeah, so the craft looked like two um, 
like um, if someone took a sphere, you know, and they cut off like little slices of the top and the bottom of the sphere, and uh, and then they pushed them together, and then it was like a flat part that had just windows on like you know every six inches or something all around it, yeah. and it was just shining out this really really bright blue light. Huh. That's a cool one. So, like, did the, yeah. any of the water get, like, displaced or anything like that, like, from the craft? No, no. That was because once it was kind of hovering, it, it, once it effectively slowed down, it was more or less hovering above me and slightly spinning around in a circle and slightly moving forward. It made no noise whatsoever. And it also made no noise when it, when it just dipped out over the mountains, but I could see where it went. Damn, that's cool. Interesting. Got a, good, got a good look at it for an extended period of time. Yeah, I like, I like yeah. that you went home and had the, had like the mind to like go write it down. Like I don't want to think this was a dream. I'm gonna write this down right now. That's awesome. That's a cool yeah. thing to think about yeah, and I, as a child. Do you still have the journal? No, no, no. Oh, that, I'm that would be really awesome. Stuff, but all the people that I was, all the people that I was with, I made sure I'm like, hey, you remember that time I wouldn't shut up about seeing the UFO? And they're like, yeah, I know, I remember. <laughs> you, you still won't talk about it. <laughs> still won't shut up. Awesome. Well, that that is the classic, the classic disc shape. I appreciate it, man. I want to say uh, thank you, guys. I uh, I found you guys when I was deployed over overseas with the army, and uh, a lot of lonely nights. And uh, so started listening to your podcast three years ago or so. And uh, I just want to say you guys got something special with this Cosmic Channels, man. I really liked it a lot. So appreciate you guys doing this. I know you're doing it for fun too, but you guys got something special here. Keep keep doing it. Awesome, man. That's good to hear. We like doing it. Thanks, man. Thanks for your service. Yeah, buddy. Take it easy. All right. Take care, man. That was a fucking dope. That was a good one. UFO story. Just Holy like shit. Legit. I was a kid. I seen this fucking. You like craft. painted the best picture for me too. Yeah, I, I felt like I was felt like I was there. Guy's a natural storyteller. Yeah, man. he's got it. Uh, well, uh, well, hearing something like that that's impacted him so much, and it's like he remembers it. So obviously he's told the story before. Do you know what I mean? So it's like he. It, it's not like this is. This isn't the first time he's told it. Yeah. So he's like his details are he's really painted the picture for people, right? Like, I like that a lot. Well, I, and I like to hear when people say like, from this time on, I was interested in this topic. From this one moment, this one thing happened to me, and I was like, I gotta look. And yeah. then, and it changed everything. It's like somebody who's seen, who's like, I don't believe in Bigfoot. Then you see, you think you see Bigfoot in the woods, like fuck, baby. And then you go down the Bigfoot rabbit hole. And you're like, like, maybe I, I did see. Maybe something. I did, maybe I did see a Bigfoot. You start hearing everyone's stories about it. All right, let's uh, another caller lined up. This is awesome. Hello, Cosmic Channels. All right, howdy, boys. This is the Cowboy Pilot from Fort Worth, Texas. Cowboy Pilot, love it. <laughs> Goddamn right, flying planes and slaying dames. <laughs> there we go. As a pilot, you got to have a good, great story for us. I got a couple of them, man. Uh, I was going to keep the voice up the whole time, but I don't really talk like that. Ah, too um, bad. But I do have the. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> Cut them off. I might bring it back at the end. I don't know. <laughs> All right. But uh, okay, man. I've got a. I've got one good story for you guys, and then I also thought I might, you know, if we have time, you're interested, weigh in with a couple of thoughts about um, spotting UFOs at night from pilot's perspective, because um, I've yeah. thought I, I've yeah. actually reported seeing UFOs like before over Roswell, and uh, you know, it turned out to be not that, but you know, 
a number of factors play into it. So I, I thought I might talk about that a little bit too, yeah. if you guys are interested. But definitely. Well, cool, man. Uh, first, let me tell you my story, though. Um, I should disclose right up front that I'm typically I, I love the show. I love listening to aliens and all the conspiracy stuff. But I typically am a pretty skeptically minded person. Um, I kind of come at it from that angle. But I did have one experience in my life with my brother that was weird enough that it really stuck out in my head and uh it's it's changed my views a little bit uh, about how i see the whole phenomena so uh long story short this was about 2015 might have been 2016 but somewhere in there my brother and i decided to do a uh, spring break road trip to colorado and um, we have some cousins up there so we did the trip and on the way up the route we planned basically took us right up to the panhandle of texas through amarillo um and then from there up on into Colorado. So uh, we did the trip. It was great. And on the way back, we decided that, you know, the route we took to get up there was a little bit too long. And we were trying to find basically a shortcut. And so we pulled out the map and we started looking at it. And uh, long story short, we found one. Um, there's this kind of, uh, you know, looking at it on the map, it's about a two and a half mile stretch of road. That's kind of, it's like a county road, you know, so it's sort of a rural back road sort of situation. Um, but it seems that if, like if we take it, it's going to cut like 30 miles off the trip. And at that point, we're just trying to cut time. Um, so we this is to how horror it. movies start. <laughs> that, this is we, in hindsight, we should have seen it coming, but we this weren't is the that plot smart. Of wrong turn one through four. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to take this way coming back, man. And the whole time we're being followed by this, uh, storm, you know, like the storm is kind of moving South at the same rate that we're driving South. So it's raining, it's kind of cloudy. So we turn onto this road and we think, okay, perfect, we're driving along. Um, so being from Texas, you know, we're we're moving at a pretty good clip in my brother's truck. You know, we're, we're doing like 80 miles an hour. And on the map, this road is about two and a half miles long. So we're driving along this road and, uh, you know, about 10 minutes into it, it kind of occurs to me that, you know, we've been on this road for a while. And at about that time, my brother and I passed the first set of dead cows on the side of the road, okay? So we're driving down the side of the road, and there are these dead, like, they were really bloated. So you could kind of tell the cows were, they'd been dead for a while, but not, you know, so long that they were, like, decomposing. And I thought, okay, that's creepy, but, you know, whatever. I mean, that's not very common. You know, you see a lot of dead animals on the side of Texas roads, but, you know, cows are, you know, valuable. You don't typically see them just kind of left there. So that was And odd. they're on the side of the road? And then... In, they are on the side of the road, and there's two of them, right? So, and, and that's, you know, so either there's the world's shittiest rancher on this road, or, you know, that, that just struck me as weird. They might have fallen off a cattle truck, you know, I kind of put it out of my mind. But then another 10 minutes go by. And then another 10 minutes. And it takes us about, you know, it, it was about 30 minutes into the road when my brother and I were driving, that I kind of looked over at him and I said, you know, like, shouldn't we, like, shouldn't this road have ended by now? It's only like two and a half miles long. He said, you know, I didn't think about it, but you're right. And we're driving at like 80 miles an hour. So we probably should have been off this road a long time ago. And so I thought, oh, well, I thought, you know, I'll pull up my map and I'll see where we are. So I, so I go to open my phone and my phone is, is just, is dead. I had, I had like at least 60% battery on this thing. And I go to pull my phone out and over the course of 30 minutes, my phone has gone completely dead. So I said, okay, give, give me your phone, dude. I had to check my brother's phone. Same thing. His phone is, is it, it has some juice left, but it's completely frozen up. Like it just will not work. So at this point we officially decide like, you know, 
we're not geniuses, but we're smart enough to realize that this is weird. Something really right. weird is gone, going on. Long story short, man, we're on this road. We, we drive on this road for two hours, two full hours at like, you know, 80 miles an hour. And about every 10, 15 minutes or so, we would pass one of these dead, bloated cows. It was like somebody was pushing them off the back of a trailer at like certain intervals or something. And it was just a weird, weird experience. So we, we, we finally come to the end of this road. We get back on the highway and it freaked us out enough that we decided to kind of call it quits for driving that day. And so we went over to this hotel and, you know, we checked in. And the first thing we did is we went over to the computer at the hotel and we said, we, like, let's look up that road. Like, we must have been looking at the wrong road. We must have taken a wrong turn somewhere, right? Yeah. And uh, so we go on Google Maps and we pull it up and like, sure as shit, man, we, we pulled the road. It's like two and a half miles long. There are no other roads around it. From the road we were, from the highway we were on, it was the only right turn we could have possibly taken. And it was just a weird thing. We spent like two full hours at 80 miles an hour on a two and a half mile stretch of road. What? That is, that is pretty weird. <laughs> I'd say the least. It was that is super fucking I mean, weird. like, I don't know what to call it other than some sort of weird, like, like a time, time warp, warp situation. Yeah. yeah. Did you do any research into this road? Has anybody else had any, like, bizarre encounters on this fucking road? Any similar stories that you know of? What area of... So we're in Colorado at this point, or are we still in Texas? No, no, no. So so we're, we're in Texas. We've crossed over into, like, you know, the very northern panhandle of Texas. So, okay, so. Uh, pretty far north. We were north of Amarillo. North and uh, we, we couldn't find any... We couldn't find any information about... You know, you know, we we asked some of those like like we asked the front desk girl. We said, "Hey, have you heard of the? You know, it's like FM Farm to Market Road, whatever it is." And she said, "You know, it's like, I don't know, it's a road." <laughs> and so we we haven't heard any stories or anything like that. Um, I did post man way back in the day in like 2015 on the old ATT website when there was a blog going. Uh, I posted this on the blog, but I don't think it really got any traction. But uh, yeah, man, so that that's. The blog on that old website got attacked, and uh, we had to take it down. <laughs> oh, good. attacked by so somebody bots. got my credit card number, probably. <laughs> yeah, they they stole everything. You're, everyone's screwed. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Good. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, so that's the one story that, like, I can actually say, you know, was weird enough that it stuck out in my mind. But I listen to you guys every week, and I hear a lot of the other stories. Um, and frankly, a lot of them, you know, can be kind of explained to us. So. Like I said before, I have literally reported on actual like air traffic control over the frequency. Like I have reported seeing a UFO before and it was definitely not a UFO, but just a number of circumstances were just right that I was fully convinced that I was looking at a craft not made uh, of human origins. For sure. What, what type of craft do you fly? Oh man, I fly. Uh, so I, I'm the chief pilot of an aerial survey company. So we fly, they're like small planes, but they, uh, with cameras on them, we fly around and take pictures and stuff. Right, cool. Uh, so, uh, but during that experience, I was flying. Uh, it was a Cessna. It was a it was a small small craft, uh, single engine piston aircraft. Yeah, just just build my hours so I could apply to the airline before coronavirus hit, which is yeah. a whole other story. Not not great for pilots. But uh, yeah, it was a tough time. But hey, we'll get through it, man. Yep, we will. But yeah, man, we were we were over. I was over Roswell, New Mexico, and uh, I was looking at. Um, a line of lights right in front of me that were very much in the shape of like, like they were evenly spaced apart. They were at regular color intervals and it looked like an aircraft and it looked like it was like directly at my altitude. 
So I like, you know, call over frequency. I said, Hey, do you guys have anybody on radar? Cause I, you know, I'm looking at what appears to be an aircraft, like 12 o'clock, same altitude coming opposite direction. And that's not good. And they said, no, no, we don't have anybody on, on radar or anything like that. And I thought, well, you know, then your radar is salty, man, because there's so many coming right at me. And it, like, and it got bad enough to where like, I was like, I was taking like evasive maneuvers to avoid what I think is like some kind of like UFO coming right at me. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, it, it freaked me out enough that like I diverted, I landed early. This was at like two or three in the morning. Yeah. Did you get your Magnum? <laughs> did you get your Magnum out? Uh, no, I, I pulled I pulled out my lasso naturally at two or three in the uh, oh, okay, two or three in the morning. Sense. I was down to my I was down to my tidy whities my shit kickers, and my ten gallon hat. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so I landed, and uh, they turned out to be just like just some fixed lights on the side of a mountain that were just spaced out like evenly enough that they looked like a regular shape. And uh, you know, it was it was like three o'clock in the morning, and I had been flying like twelve hours at that point. And an unpressurized aircraft, I was up at like 11,000 feet, so I might have been starting to get a little bit hypoxic. And it just got to the point where my judgment was so messed up that I, I thought I was straight up looking. I, I was going to get abducted. You know, I, I was preparing to be abducted. Right. And uh, obviously that was not that was not the case. But I just thought, you know, I'd throw that in there because, uh, you know, I hear a, a lot of the stories come across as, uh, you know, somebody reports saying like, well, I used to live by an airport, so naturally I'm an expert at identifying military aircraft from the ground. And uh, yeah. it's harder than you think. No, definitely. And now, what are some tips? What are some tips yeah. that you, as an experienced pilot, would give? What are some tips if you, if someone, you know, would differ someone from a, someone might think is a UFO, but it's really just a plane that maybe, you know, Joe Blow and the rest of us members of the public wouldn't know about. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, so one good tip is if you're seeing something at night, civilian aircraft in the United States have to have position lights, okay? So on the right wing tip, there's going to be a green light. On the left wing tip, there's going to be a red light. And behind the aircraft, there's going to be a white light. So green, red, and white, if you've seen those colors, it's likely you're probably looking at an aircraft of some kind. Um, if they're flashing some crazy color combination, you might be looking at, you know, some, some alien grades or something. But uh, green, red, white, uh, it's probably civilian aircraft. Tip number two, just because there's no sound does not necessarily mean that it is not a traditionally propulsioned aircraft. It depends where you are. You'd be surprised at how quiet some aircraft can be, especially military aircraft, because they are designed to be as you know as quiet as possible. Um, I was just looking this up, but you have like the C-17s, like C-17s for military transport crafts. Like you have those which have about six or seven lights on them. And there's like four white and then there's like red and green, like you said, you explained on either side and like those look like they fly in like a little v like i was just looking up videos of them flying at night and those seem pretty odd they could be i i would assume for if you saw it from a certain angle like you might not be able to see all the lights definitely absolutely yeah well that's another thing so depending you know the lights are different colors on different locations of the aircraft for a reason so it's supposed to be so that if you're looking at certain colors you can tell you know, what direction the aircraft is flying kind of in relationship to where you are. So if you're looking at, you know, the red light, you know that you're looking at the left wing tip, you know. Um, but on military aircraft and even just on bigger, you know, not all the lights are on the exact same spot on all the planes. And right. military aircraft don't necessarily have to have their lights on. So some of these like black triangle kind of sightings, you know, might be explained as just military aircraft that are doing dark runs, um, you know, 
because they can be really low. Um, you know, the military does some crazy stuff. They can fly, you know, less than a thousand feet through the mountains with no lights on, um, just doing, you know, night vision runs and stuff like that. So, um, and, you know, I'm just, I want, I'm just trying to be as helpful as possible because some of these people um, might think that they're being stalked by aliens, but the truth is there might be a, a logical explanation. But some of the stories, man, I tell you what, there is no explanation. You know, you run through the checklist of like, well, could it be this? Could it be this? And sometimes there's no answer. Sometimes it's like, yeah, yeah. that's weird. And, th- and that's really helpful because that's what we want to do. We want to separate, you know, human, possible human encounters of where you're just, it's mislabeling something as uh, alien spacecraft and, you know, from genuine phenomena, unexplained aerial phenomena. Sure. Yeah, because just like, uh, like Blue Book, like 95% of the cases could be easily explained and then you have those five percent you're like oh man we just don't know right you just don't know it doesn't doesn't check all the boxes and you're like it's just cool you know some of the explanations when you know people try to explain them away or or debunk them sometimes the explanations are crazier than you know just admitting (laughs) that it might be a ufo so okay you know what i mean it's like well you you saw swamp gas reflected through the light of venus carried on the back of a bird (laughs) yeah it's like you know well it's probably more likely it's just some kind of craft you know what i mean but uh, yeah, so those are some good rules. Another, you know, kind of a good rule of thumb is anything shooting laser beams is probably not civilian, probably not on Earth. Um, that's probably a, a good gauge for an alien spacecraft. But say. Um, yeah, if people want to look up, you know, there's all kinds of like, you know, the internet's a wonderful thing. If you see something weird, just start Googling like, you know, weird military aircraft. They've flown some weird things that come in weird, weird shapes. And uh, not everything looks like a traditional, you know, fixed wing airplane. So. Uh, yeah, you guys ever need an aviation consultant? Give me a ring. I'm yours anytime. Thanks, brother. Make sure to shoot us an email <laughs> so we got your contact. Might, might, yeah, might hit sure. you up for that. You're darn right, brother. You guys keep doing what you're doing, and we'll keep it real down here in Texas. Thanks, brother. We appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Like that call just proves the fact that our fans are way cooler than Hell us. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. That guy's that guy's a fucking fucking beauty. beauty. <laughs> yeah. I could have listened to that guy all night. Why don't you, yeah. hey, why don't you take off the show, man? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way more entertaining. Hey, uh, <laughs> coincidentally, Andrew's going to be leaving the show next week, yeah. so yeah. we, we have an open spot uh, for another expert. Yeah, our f- You're t- saying I'm the expendable one. Expendable. I one know Dan. Uh, Dan does a comment here? in the chat saying, "Is it Dan there, or did you leave a picture of him?" I don't think he's even blinked. <laughs> 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 I forgot to put my blink filter on. His blink, his blink lens is in. Anyways, we got another another call coming in right now. Holy shit. They're flying. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? How you guys doing? Pretty good. Uh, this is uh, Noah Peelin from last week. Noah! I called- you got cut off. Yeah. What happened last week? Did Men in Black come over or what happened? You get raided by the SWAT team? I- I don't know what happened. I was I was about to scrub the face, and all of a sudden the the, the line caught me off. I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on here. And I thought, oh, maybe I pressed to something. So I called back, and it hung up on me like a dozen times. That was definitely our service had a had an error, and it was back on within an hour. But by that time, it was too late, and that's nothing we could do about that. But uh, thanks for calling oh, back. Okay. Oh yeah. Said, yeah, I am ready to. So do you want me to restart my story? Or do you want me to start right where I left off? Do a quick summary okay. of the story for people who didn't listen to the last one that got cut. Do it in like a minute or two and then get to the face description. That's where we left off. Okay. Okay. So previously last week, uh, I, 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 I was starting, I started snowboard. I, I am in grade school. I'm a different house. My bed is on a wall 
to the and I and it's facing the right the wall. I usually sleep on my right on, on right side of my bed a lot. And then when I turn in the morning, like six o'clock in the morning, I wake up, stretch, look my eyes and everything. I turn to my left and I see this figure at my window. It's about to climb out of there. As one foot over the window, it stopped and looked back at me, and I swear I saw a face. And I, and now I'm gonna now I'm gonna update you about what I saw. All right. Face and everything now. Yeah, so, let's do it. So here's what I saw. What I saw was like these like uh, 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 I saw eyes, but they were like they were like human eyes, you know, like uh, like I would say somewhere like a blue brownish eye color. It had and uh, lips were you know normal. Lips lips are pretty normal. And he had like a what I remember to be a blonde buzz cut, like military buzz cut, sideburns and back hair is like not not really there, but it kind of is. But the top of the hair is is pretty eminent, evident. So I'm looking at this figure, and I, and for for no reason whatsoever, I because I, I I had this friend at this at this new elementary school that I was at named Braden. So when I saw him, I was like, oh, Raiden's here. And I ran, I ran out of my bed straight to my grandparents' room and tried waking up, waking them up. And they were like, what, what, what do you want? Go back to bed. And I'm like, my grandma, Raiden's here. And she's like, go back to bed. Ain't nobody here. I'm like, what are you trying there? And she goes, go back to bed. And I'm like, oh, all right. You know, I'm going to go play with, play with them. And I ran back in my bedroom. It is in. And this figure is gone. Nowhere in sight. I, I went to the window and... The window is locked shut. It's closed, locked shut, everything. And now here's the thing though with this window though, is that where I'm, where my bedroom's at, is that if you were to look down uh, through my window, right above it is the garage. So if you were to wanted to climb out of the window, you would have to fall right into the driveway. And it would not be a very good fall actually. It was, it's pretty, my room's, my room's like a second story pretty high up. Right. So, so I am, so if, but so for a while, like for like the past, I say, over a decade, I, I had no idea what to think of it other than, well, like, yeah, it wasn't like malicious, like the Ouija board. It was more like a, it felt more like a peaceful thing. Like, okay, it was there, but it wasn't harming me. It was actually kind of very nice and warm. And then as I was going to call that sick about another story, me and my mom were talking about this one that I'm telling, telling you right now. And she reminded me of something that I felt like, okay, this has to be important. So before I, I moved schools, uh, I had this one friend and uh, people school, I don't remember the name. I, my mom will probably go on Discord and probably mention what school it is, you know, or wherever I'm because I don't remember. I have a bad memory of some things. But uh, I remember specifically that there's this one kid there whose name was Dalton. Now, Dalton was, it was in the same class as me, and he was wheelchair-bound. And he and nobody would ever speak to him, talk to him, or play with him, except me. I was the only person who ever came up to him, treated him basically like he was just a regular kid who was just in a wheelchair. He, I didn't think anything, anything of it. I didn't think it was weird or anything. So I kind of just played with him. And Dalton, and apparently from what my mom told me, she said you were the only person he would ever play with. He because none of the kids were playing with him. They would never acknowledge him. They would basically treat him like a wallflower, right. essentially. And you were the only kid that he would ever speak to or play with. And I was like, and I felt so upset by that because, like, because I because I did because what's one thing my mom didn't tell me is that when I had switched schools, that Dalton had actually passed away. 
And the thing about it is that I never knew that. So I, I never got to say my goodbyes to him or anything, or even got to say goodbye to before I left or anything. So I felt, so I felt like when she mentioned this, I felt pretty upset by that. But then she was like, well, maybe that footage, that figure that you saw in your, saw by your window that night, that morning, maybe that was him. And maybe that was his way of either checking up on you or saying goodbye. And I was like, oh, Ooh, wow. That, wow. Yeah. And the thing, but then I was like, well, well, well mom, he was, he, there was a wheelchair there. He wasn't in a wheelchair. And, she, and my mom says, well, well, buddy, thing is, thing is, for what I, for what I've learned is that when you go to heaven, you're, you're healed of everything. So he was probably able to walk. So he's probably doing fine. Okay, Noah. And I was like, oh. Or, or let me put this one. If he's a ghost, maybe he was just floating. That's why it appears his legs would be dangling. Possible. Oh, that's true. Either that's way. That's true. But yeah, that. I like to think that he's healed, though, in, he's dead. in yeah, ghost he's, mode. He's healed up. Right, yeah. Yeah, I heard that. And I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is so upsetting." At the same time, I felt I feel more like I feel more at peace with it now because for a while I was like, there was never any. I found never felt closure with this specific story because I didn't know anything, and now that I have the uh, for what my mom told me about Dalton and what I could piece together with this and that and that story, I feel more at peace and closure now, and I feel I can move on from that point in my life now. So I, I kind of feel a little bit better, and I felt like maybe I should share this with you guys to see what you guys have thought about it. Hey, well, it, it's it's awesome of you to make that much of an impact on a on a guy who was down, like what it wasn't deemed the same as the other kids, and he passes away, and he comes to say maybe one last visit before he moves on. So maybe, so it's a good story. We appreciate you telling it. Yeah, thanks. You no, know, thanks for the call. I like that. I like. I'm finally glad we got some closure on that. Yeah, at first when you were describing this, the face, I thought it was going to be something very demonic, and I was like terrified. But then it turns out, to, it turns out in in the end, it's it's a more feel good story, which is also good. It's a good feel good story. Yeah. I like it. Good, it's a good change up sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for taking my call again. Thanks, Noah. <laughs> Noah. Okay, Noah. Well, thanks for calling. Thanks, Take buddy. Care, man. Have a good night. Thank you very much. Bye bye. You too. You have a good night too, guys. Here we go. The. Con- Conclusion of the face. I thought definitely it was going to be a demon face, but it's a feel-good story, which is also good. A nice yeah. change-up once in a while. Definitely more on the Casper aspect. Yeah. Friendly, yeah. Friendlier yeah. ghost aspect. Yeah. It's my kind of ghost right, we story. We got time, for, I think, for uh, maybe maybe two more calls. We got one on the line right now. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello, how you guys doing? It's Chris from L.A. Hey, good, man. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Well, this is a perfect time to tell the story because you got to talk about missing time. Hell yeah. I have a story about missing time. Perfect. Let's hear it. Uh, well, I, I, I'll tell you the, the first time. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you the recent time because the recent time involves my wife forcing me to sit down and watch her movies and shows. So <laughs> I don't want to get into that. All right. We'll start with the first one. Then. All right. So um, I was about 12 years old and uh um it was it was a school night so i was getting ready to go to bed and my room was kind of like right next to the kitchen where i'm able to see like the stove i'm able to you know see the time and everything and um so you know i sit down i look at the time it's like 9 47 at night and it's like oh whatever not even tired and i'm looking at the ceiling 
And then I blink one time, and all of a sudden, it just like was black. So I immediately thought that, um, you know, the power went out. And I look up, and it's two thirty. I was like, "What the hell?" So like my whole this, this whole time, I never knew what it what it was. What you know, like what caused it? I was like, "Well, I didn't fall asleep. Right. I know when I get ready to fall asleep." I was like, "I blinked." And it just, you know, just five hours like that, gone. So, like, for the longest, I just thought it was just, you know, nothing. And then um, uh, I was getting home from work. I was working, uh, like, second shift, getting off, like, around 11 o'clock. At the time, I used to listen to Coast and Coast. So I called in, and I talked to, uh, what's his name, George, I believe. Um, George Nori. And the guy, yeah. So I talked to him about it and he had a guest on a, on a, on a show and he told me, he's like, maybe aliens came in, you know, he's like, he's like maybe uh, possibly that, you know, they stopped time and you're missing time because they came in and they took you up and they, you know, did whatever they wanted to do with you. And I was like, you know, that's, that's, and I never thought of that until like six years ago, maybe seven years ago. Uh, it's, been, it's been a while since I like, called in and talked about it. Right. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, I thought it was like the, you know, I thought it was pretty cool that you know, I missed time. And he's like, oh, yeah, it could be aliens. And what, what, what's your, did you, you didn't like wake up with, when you came back to with any marks or bruising or anything that would say you were like physically harmed? I, I did walk funny. <laughs> Hopefully not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm trying not to laugh, but my mind goes to. I knew, a I knew spot. he was cracking a joke. I knew he was cracking a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just not. And then um, I had another time too. I was. Uh, wait, wait, stay, stay, stay on this one for a second. So you just it's five okay. hours missing time. No explanation. Yeah. You no didn't, marks. Uh, no marks. No explanation. You weren't overly nope. tired. You weren't like you weren't drinking. You weren't nothing. Just all of a sudden, a snap of the. Blink of the eyes, five hours gone. No, no sighting of a craft or any other like phenomena like that. Nope, nope. I was in the room. I was looking at the ceiling, and it, like I said, one blink, and I thought the power went out. And then I look up, five hours, five hours gone. So, no marks, yeah, no bruises. What? Uh, what's your theory? What's um, beside? Like, uh, so obviously there's the alien abduction, but what? What else could it be? You think? Um. Possessed? Maybe. Sometimes they people say that's one, one and the same. Yeah, I did tell you that story about the, the, the demon, the, you know, goat, half man, half goat. Oh, you know, last week. right. That was, yeah, yeah that it's you. Right, 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 right. Yeah, huh. so it, it's possible, you know, I was, I was thinking maybe I got possessed, but I never thought about alien theory, you know. Gotcha. So. But, you know, I talked to, uh, I, have a, I have a friend that actually um, gets these all the time. He always has missing time, and he told me that he thinks I got abducted, too. So, I mean, kind of hard to explain. No, definitely. But it's like, a lot of people say, like, a lot of people, when they say they're missing time, there was a craft involved also. But this is not, not the first time tonight we heard, as I said before, like, it would make more sense if, you know, there's these ETs and they're trying to do, like, let's say science experiments or we are their science experiment, let's say, it would make more sense that you wouldn't even see it coming. They would just like, whatever they would do to you, like 
freeze your time or like, you know, shoot an energy beam at you that makes you think you've, you've lost time. Maybe they're not even doing anything like, you know, malicious. They're like, maybe they're taking your temperature and like a, a, a little drop of blood or something. And then they're on their way. That would, that would make sense if, uh, that's what I, that's kind of what I think sometimes on abduction or there it's the sinister version that that usually involves like the fear and the bright light and the paralysis. And then you just wake up like you're Travis Walton five days later in a phone, a phone booth. Yeah. And you've had a, an epiphany <laughs> on how to make money for the rest of your life. <laughs> that can't I, later, know, I, I think, should but... try to do that. <laughs> Pretty lucrative. No, I used to, I have a, I have a, um, a friend that's, uh, she's very gullible. So I used to tell her the story and I was like, yeah, before I used to have shit brown eyes. I like, now I have hazel, but like after, you know, after I, you know, miss those five hours, my eye color changed. She's like, <laughs> see aliens. And it, it's <laughs> so you can get some people. But easy. I still, I know the time it's not, um, maybe, maybe I might've, you know, been so tired and I didn't recall what happened, but there was one time it was like three o'clock in the morning, go home from work. And uh, blink of an eye, I'm home. And it's just like, oh. That one can be explained sometimes as driving hypnosis. Happens to people sometimes. Yeah. Especially when you're tired, like you just, you missed like the last 20K of the road. Like, what the fuck? Was I even driving? Was I was I actually aware at the wheel for the last 20 minutes? Like, yeah, like did I fall asleep? Yeah. yeah like, somehow managed to stay straight the whole time? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the one in... Like in a house is that's the second one like that tonight. So some a little, little correlation between the two. That's yeah. awesome. Hey man, thanks for thanks for calling back, telling us telling us another tale. Yeah, I'll uh, call you guys uh, hopefully next week, and I'll I'll tell you guys another one. All right, man, we're gonna take one more call tonight, but we appreciate it. Talk to you again. Bye. All right. Okay. Have a good one. All right. You spill your beer on your computer there, Braden, or? Uh, nearly. Nearly. <laughs> Nearly. All right, I can take a quick sip here, and then I think we're going to bring in the last caller of Cosmic Channels 19. You good over there, Braden? Surviving? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I just got to clean up this. Uh, I I caught it before it hit any crucial bits. Awesome. Okay, bring in the last caller of the night. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hi, hello. Hello, you're live. Hi, am I? Oh, awesome! Cool. Hey, how you guys doing? This is really cool. Yeah, we're doing we're doing well. How about you? Um, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Um, well, I don't want to use my real name because there's a lot of people who I know are listening to this. So nope. no problem. Um, Jason Bourne. You're Jason Bourne. Oh, oh, he wants. We got now. We got Majin Vegeta on the line. Majin Vegeta. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm your your Patreon supporter, Majin Vegeta. Ah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to call real quick um, about experiences i've had growing up and uh i believe they're shadow people um that i've been visited by throughout my youth and even into my adulthood now i'm 31 years old and uh my earliest memory of this happening was i was like seven years old so it's been going on for a while but most recently i'll tell you uh, about a time where um i had spent the night at my dad's house you know and uh his house is generally where it usually happened when I was a kid growing up. And uh, most recently I was about 28 years old when I was over there. And um, I remember the same thing, like what Dan's talked about before, where you just wake up and you can't move. 
and uh, you have no motor skills at all except for your eyes. And um, that feeling came over my body again, like this has happened before. And uh, I happen to look over to my left with my eyes and I can see something very tall standing by the doorway. And the door is about a good eight feet tall. So um, whatever this thing is, it was kind of crouching in the doorway. So it might have been even taller than eight feet. And it was wearing a it looked like it was wearing like a like a hat. Like oh, a like a fedora or something man. like that. Lubega. Lubega. Yeah. Lubega, there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm fucking um, hat man. Yeah, check Lubega's height. Is he eight feet tall? I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh I remember um every time I see that that shadow, um I just got this uneasy feeling of just fear. Like I couldn't move. Um, at some some cases, and the one I'm calling about, it just seemed like he either grew or it got closer to you, and it got like really cold. It was almost like uh, like and- Andrew would know about the Dementors, where they get close to you and it gets really cold, <laughs> right. and it just sucks yeah. the life out of you. That's what it felt like. Um, but like uh, I, I just did what Dan does. I just try and uh, move my fingers and move my toes and just try and get something going. And I keep trying to think to myself that, hey, maybe this isn't real. And uh, I snapped out of it and it just disappeared. And I was able to breathe again. But it's happened to me a lot in the past. And uh, the most recent one was the most scary, though, because when I uh, the next day I was getting ready for work, I noticed I had scratches on my arm. And uh, that's never happened before. And uh, I don't think my schnauzer was capable of leaving gashes in my arm. (laughs) So, um yeah, yeah. So, I mean, something like that happening on a nightly basis, only at my dad's house I've experienced this. Um, happened quite a bit. Like, now I, I just got married. Me and my wife, we live not that far from my father, but um, his house, um, there was an incident that happened back in 69 or the tornado that, like, washed through this whole area and killed the mother and the daughter, okay. uh, which I have experiences for that also, but... We think that there's a, a demon that lives in the house that keeps them there because uh, we had a, a medium come to investigate the home. And without knowing any anything about my experiences, she uh, she pointed out that there was a, a demon attached to the house. And, uh, you know, and I've been like I said, there? Oh, yeah. He doesn't believe in anything. In fact, mm-hmm. the other night he told me he thought he heard footsteps and he thought I was like I was over. And I was like, Dad, I don't live there anymore. So, no, that wasn't me. And uh, he just says there's a scientific explanation. And I'm like, yeah, it's the thing following you. So, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, he still lives there. He's not a believer at all. So um, it's hard Has to get ever, him rattled. And he so. hasn't had any scratches or anything like that or sleep paralysis? He gets sleep paralysis, but he he says he's never seen anything uh, at his doorway or anything like that. But. His room was on the first floor. My room was in the basement. Right? That's where I experienced oh. a lot of it, was in the basement. Yeah, so uh, my schnauzer, whenever I noticed that uh, right before that would happen, like if I went to sleep, my schnauzer would just bolt. He'd book it. He wouldn't want to stick around in the room with me anymore. <laughs> I don't know. So I should have took that as a telltale style. Yeah, he's the one to be around for that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, guys, I just wanted to call and talk about that. Um, yeah, I've been listening to you guys for years, so it's actually pretty cool. I get to call in and uh, get to tell my story. Oh, no, we appreciate it. You know, I figured I'd tell it. Yeah, I want to tell it so that having Braden read it and want him to butcher it. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Wise. Good call. Good call. Wise. Smart. No, yeah, that, the shadow person phenomenon, like a lot of people have seen it. Uh, even Braden's seen a tall shadow man that one time in your parents' basement. This is true. This and is true. Especially if, it, oh, yeah, yeah. if, there, if there's like... Pro I was not asleep. I was not asleep in any sense of the word, the one I saw. Not mm. asleep. Yeah. So I was fully move, moving, speaking. I was conscious. How old were you, Braden, when you saw that? Uh, I was in my teens. Um, I was probably... I was probably 15... I was probably in high school, maybe grade nine or grade ten. Um, yeah, I think that's around the time Lou Bega got really popular, right? With his one-hit wonders, it, it is. he's infiltrating. <laughs> and he he knew me and my brother were big fans. Maybe he was just maybe trying to pay a visit. The Hat Man stopping over. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah, I would say that's a Lou Bega Mambo Five for sure. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah that's a Mambo uh, Five right there. Yeah, that's a Mambo. That's a Mambo oh, yeah, number sure. five for sure. Well, I don't know. Did you have yeah. his, his cassette tape or fucking CD in your house? Maybe that's how he gets into your homes. That's a good question. Oh. Hey, let's let's uh, let's put that connection. <laughs> Do you, at the time of seeing the Shadow Man, did you own a Lou Bega album or tape cassette? <laughs> the Spotify count? <laughs> yeah, it, it, if you had it on if there. If you have the, the, his album saved from first, Spotify first accounts. Off, you got you got bigger problems if you got Luke Vegas Mumbo number five album <laughs> saved on Spotify. Ooh, called out. <laughs> yeah, problems being too cool. Too I mean, awesome. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Rain just he has it. That's that's yeah. a number one played song. It is. My 2020 in review is all yeah. Luke Vega. <laughs> I just want to get to the bottom of this mystery. I did have a question for Andrew before I uh, hop off here. Sure. Um, I wanted to know, A, if he took the Grift, the official Harry Potter test to see what house he's in. Oh, of course. Yeah, Pottermore. Pottermore? Oh, yeah. Hufflepuff for yeah, life, Yeah, what, what did you get? Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. That's that cool, makes sense. What's your, uh, what's your Patronus? <laughs> oh, shit. It's um, an Auk. What the fuck is it? It's an one oc. of those weird ones. It's a... Uh, Mine's Actually, an no, no, mine's like a an giant Arctic bird. <laughs> it's a fucking uh, mongoose. Obviously. Obviously. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> is. An auk? An auk is a mongoose. It's, like it's like a giant turn, I'm pretty sure. It's like a type of bird. Mine's an orangutan. Also, House Hufflepuff. <laughs> mine's an mine's an alchemy. But I, I don't. It's like a giant dragon I, bird. Hey, I took the official one oh, at Hogwarts cool. when I was enrolled there. Yes, so did I. For an afternoon. <laughs> It's a, it's a type of optic architecture. Uh, all right, hey man, thanks, <laughs> thanks for the call. We love this. We love the Shadow Man call. It was great. Yeah, that was awesome, man. No, no, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, I'll, what house uh, are I'll you call in later. Yeah, yeah. Experience. What house so, are you in? What house are you in? Who are we speaking with? I'm in Gryffindor. Nah, yeah. Oh, Gryffindor, oh, all the house everybody wants to be in. Popular kids. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bunch just remember, yeah, yeah, popular kids. They haven't even written a story about our house yet. Our house did some good things. I think so too. You just haven't heard about it yet because we're not Gryffindor. Fucking attention seekers, more like it. No <laughs> one's better than Slytherin. Get out of here, Over boys. Overachievers. All right, we got we got, we're gonna wrap this cosmic channels up, man. But we appreciate appreciate the call. We'll talk to you again soon. No, no, yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. You guys have a good one. Bye. Right on, man. Yeah, bye. Take care. Take care, brother. Boom. Uh, a special special thanks to everyone who's making this show. Uh, 
phenomenal. It's not us. It's you guys. Uh, you guys make the show. So thank you again for all your calls tonight. Um, you want to help Cosmic Channels out, go on iTunes, go wherever you can leave a five-star review and leave Cosmic Channels a five-star review. Uh, it tremendously helps the show out. And just thank you again for calling in and sharing your Would you say leave a Mambo number five-star yeah, review? Yeah, leave a Mambo number five-star review for us. And uh, thank you for your calls. We really appreciate it. Uh, we love doing the show. Um, you can see when Dan came up with that too. He started laughing to himself before he even said. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I had to run. I had to run through it a couple yeah, times. Had to, <laughs> had to process it first. And on that note, I think we're gonna do. We're gonna break Cosmic Channels into seasons. So we're gonna do one more episode of season one next week, same time, same place. Maybe we'll take a, an extra call or two, and then we're gonna decide. We're gonna maybe change the format a bit, change it up a little bit, and then make an opening date for season two and. Yeah, try and get more people calling in, more people listening. It's fun. And, and you know what? Let us know. Because this show is completely controlled by you guys in your calls, what we've been debating is having, uh, like, very specific topics to call in about and theorize with us. Um, but if if you like the f format, whatever you, whatever you like, let us know, right? Reach mm -hmm. out to us. Uh, let us know how you've enjoyed the show so far as we near the end of season one. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. The Cosmic Channels are closed. See you next week. Cosmic Channels is brought to you by Big Theory Productions. The Cosmic Channels are now closed. <laughs>